Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. I am Doug Hagan. If you are left, you just ain't right. Edition number 438, I do believe. And if you know what, if you're ready, let's just go ahead and kick this pig, as the expression goes. Uh, Let's start at the Washington Free Beacon. They have a little fact check for us. Not for us, for other people. See, I get my facts straight. My uh, crack research team of me, myself, and I. But here's here's the uh, fact check. A Florida school has banned Amanda Gorman poem. The poem the young lady wrote or or, uh, uh, gave or recited, I guess would be the proper way to say it. The poem she recited at the Biden inauguration. Uh, Amanda Gorman, by the way, very pretty lady, very smart. She's very young, has her entire future ahead of her. I hope she gets over her apparent infatuation with hating America and being a victim. Because America will be very good to her uh, if she would just support conservatism and just live her life, do what she her passion is, and quit trying to be a social justice warrior. That would be my advice to her. But here's the claim. A, a school in Florida supposedly banned her poem that she read at the President Joe uh, Biden's inauguration. Who said this? Who made this claim? Well, the Associated Press, Politico, The Guardian, Rolling Stone, Axios, MSNBS, The Daily Mail, The New York Post, The New York Daily News, The Boston Globe, The New Republic, Sky News, People, Variety, Jezebel, and others. In other words... It got repeated everywhere. And it was a pretty big story. The context, however, is different. Here's what really happened. Uh, Daily Salinas is a parent of two children at Bob Graham Elementary School in Miami Lakes, Florida. She requested a review of Gorman's poem and several other books, most of them about Cuba. Selena said she wanted to make sure students, quote, know the truth about the brutal communist regime. Uh, The regime of Castro and now his descendants that has kept Cuba a horrible place to live for a long time. Uh, A lot of human rights violations, a lot of evil deeds. I mean, it's communist. It's Marxist. You know what happens under those forms of government. A school's materials review committee concluded that Gorman's poem and all but one of the books that Salinas challenged uh, were better suited or more appropriate for middle school students and not elementary students. As a result, Gorman's poem will continue to reside in the middle school section of the library, but won't be kept in the elementary school section. So that's not banned. That's not forbidden. That's not verboten. It hasn't been thrown away and burned. No, it's still there in the middle school library and not the elementary school library. So as I understand it, kindergarten through fourth grade will not have it in their library. Beginning in fifth grade, students can get it. So this is not a banning. The left doesn't know what bans are. So, 
it was a false story, basically. But most people today, if you ask me, they say, oh, yeah, that poor girl, she had her poem banned and no one can read it anymore. And again, they don't fact check themselves. They don't fact check anybody. They just believe this stuff wholesale. And the media gets by with this garbage over and over and over and good for the Washington Free Beacon uh, to expose them. Their analysis said journalists and other Democrat activists don't understand the meaning of the word ban. That would be the most charitable explanation. Incompetence, another likely but far more sinister explanation, is that these people know better and don't care. In short, it's deliberate. It's censorship. They're screaming censorship. They're actually the ones committing censorship. Uh, Because they won't parents not to have any control over what their kids learn in school because they are all our children apparently uh no that's not the way it works but the word ban is scarier generates more outrage which makes it excuse me easier to raise more money more money more money for the liberal causes never mind that they're actively spreading disinformation Something they keep telling us is an existential threat to American democracy. And they rated it with four flaming Clintons uh, for being blatantly false. And four crying Washingtons for imperiling democracy with misinformation, which they're always telling us that's what we do. Now let's go to PJ Media real quick. Uh, The headline there is, No Sane People Need Apply. Pieces by Catherine Silgado and Dallas, the city of Dallas, where I lived for years, or right outside the city, I should say. Now, terminate the Dallas, city of Dallas can terminate employees for the crime, the sin, the evil deed of misgendering. Yes, misgendering. Sounds like a school library. Very nice lady. Misgen- misgendering was in there. No, this is misgendering. As in, you know. Here's the story. LGBTQ ideology is the new racism. The Dallas City Council, if I could remember how many people that have served on Dallas City Council that have been sent to prison for various degrees of ripping people off, lying, uh, misappropriating funds, buying nice furniture for for their offices, things like that, you would be amazed. But the Dallas City Council reportedly decided to make job termination one of the punishments for city employees who don't use a person's preferred pronouns. Apparently, disconnect from reality is now a job qualification in the city of Dallas. Uh, It always has been, I think. Fox News reported on the workplace gender transition protocols and FAQ for frequently asked questions internal document or a toolkit from the city of Dallas there are a lot of ways a person qualifies as a quote transgender the document claim transition may include coming out that's telling your family friends co-workers and pretty much everybody who doesn't really care but they need to hear it because your ego's that big uh, that could be tra- uh, transition that could be coming out changing the name and or sex on legal, legal documents and or accessing medical treatments such as hormones and or surgery 
And woe betide you if you aren't aware of your co-worker's gender experimentations because they probably can fire you for that. But be careful. You can't ask them any questions. You can't make any comments. But you're supposed to know all this stuff. It can't just be somebody you work with. can't be just a situation where you said, well, the new girl over there is offended. She's upset. Uh, all, I, all I said was, excuse me, ma'am, can you pass me this? Or somebody was uh, looking at her lunch and saying, who is this? And I said, oh, this is her lunch. No, you can't do that. You might misgender them and you could get fired. Welcome to America. The new shithole America that the left is trying so desperately to build. They call it Build Back Better. The guidelines, according to Fox, also tell Dallas City employees that they are expected to respectfully use the transitioning employee's preferred name and pronouns, regardless of whether or not they believe in, approve of, or accept an individual's right to be transgender or undergo a gender transition. So much for freedom of religion or of speech. I bet most of the co-workers of these people don't really give a rat's you-know-what. They, they care about where they're going to go eat for lunch, their check's going to be on the bank in time, and when is it 4.30 and I get the hell out of this place for another day. That's what they care about. The document even recommends that supervisors consult transgenders on how they think co-workers should be punished. Now that wouldn't be demeaning, would it? That wouldn't... Good Lord. Uh, because as we know, LGBTQ ideologies, ideologues rather, are never irrational, never vindictive. What could possibly ever go wrong? These guidelines even claim that people have a, quote, a right not only to identify as anything, but to be called whatever fantastical nonsense that they have invented for their identities. I'd like to identify as a 30-year-old uh, uh, billionaire and prize fighter who's in phenomenal shape and has $13 billion in the bank and beds at least one new babe every night. Can I identify as that? Yeah, I can identify as it. I can uh, pick my own name, like uh, Doug the Magnificent. And you know what? It still ain't going to come true. It's still going to be a myth. I'm not going to have billions of dollars. I'm not going to be banging a new babe every night. Or maybe two. I'm not going to drive uh, my, my selection of several super sports cars. Not going to live in a mansion. Not going to do any of that. Because I can identify all day long. But reality and identity don't have to be the same thing. And now we're supposed to sacrifice reality on the altar of all blessed identity. That's crazy. That's not how life works, my friends. Uh, notice that leftists usually define rights for one group as depriving another group of their rights. Uh, for them, freedom is a zero-sum game where my freedom can only increase if yours decreases. Oh, the equity. Can you smell it? An employee has the right to be addressed by the name and pronoun of their choice. Uh, or addressing the employee by their chosen pronoun is a sign of respect for them as an individual, according to the Dallas City Council. City employees are supposedly guilty of discrimination and harassment. Harassment, I say. 
Fox reported for refusing to respect an employee's gender identity by intentionally referring to an employee by name or by pronoun that do not correspond to the employee's gender identity. What if they change their mind over the weekend, change to something else, and you refer to them as what you referred to them on Friday? Can you be fired for that? Do you have to be a mind reader? You have to get a permission slip now to talk to fellow employees. It was much better and, and it worked much better when people were, you know, weren't expected to be called by their name and really their gender didn't matter. And they could respect reality where if you're a woman, somebody will refer to you as, yes, that's hers, uh, she's new, let's, a common sense, my friends, common sense. It's dead now. Uh, indeed, if city employees do misgender someone, they may be disciplined up to and including termination. Fox News said it asked the city of Dallas if there could be exceptions for religious beliefs. Instead of answering the question, the city responded, uh, the city prohibits discrimination and harassment of employees based on protected category, including race, color, age, religion, sex, marital status, sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression, genetic characteristics, uh, natural origin, disability, and military or veteran status. Ironically, the city stated the city of Dallas is a safe and welcoming place for all residents and employees, except devout Christians, Jews, or Muslims, apparently. I want to see what happens when the uh, the black Muslim refers to a, a woman as she, and she wants to be called a he. I wonder. I want to wonder what's going to go down there. Yeah, how will they decide who decide with there? Uh, the Dallas City Government also told Fox that the toolkit is a draft of guidelines developed by the city's office of equity and inclusion with input for the human resources staff to address the needs of transgender and gender non-conforming employees provide gui- and provide guidance to supervisors and managers on how to protect the rights and safety of such employees. Good God at the level of bullshit. We're turning our society upside down for what? A handful of people who basically are malcontents. Because I'm sure there's plenty of transgender people that don't get upset. They know what they look like. Why would they get upset? But again, we've got to turn society upside down to appease a few people. I don't think so, my friends. Now, have you ever heard of the term adultification? No, it's not a new section of porn on Pornhub, you perverts. Although I'll check later to make sure. Oh, whatever. Anyway, Georgetown University is developing a, quote, adultification bias trainings. Oh, goody, more biases to worry about. More gaps in a reality to worry about. Uh, Again, from the College Fix, the Initiative on Gender, Justice, and Opportunity at Georgetown Law is leading the effort to perform extensive research and training to stop what's been billed as adultification bias. Sounds dirty. The initiative was recently awarded $800,000 from former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey Douchebag uh, Foundation to help shoulder the cost of developing training opportunities on adultification bias, the phenomenon in which adults 
view black girls as less innocent and more adult-like than their white peers, Georgetown University reported. Sounds like someone's just making up shit at this point. Excuse my French. People are just making you-know-what up. Throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it doesn't stick, it doesn't matter. It's still spaghetti. Then just accept it, you, you bigots. Reality, not here. The researchers suggest adultification of black female children subject them to harsher punishments from educators and law enforcement. These trainings will be designed for adults with power in public systems, including judges, doctors, and police, who have authority and influence over black girls' lives. The private D.C.-based institution stated in an April the 14th news release. Now, this lady named Rebecca Epstein... Executive Director of the initiative did not respond to recent requests from the College Fix seeking comment. Georgetown Law Center on Poverty and Inequality representatives also did not respond to requests for our comment. Uh, we previously identified this form of bias as a challenge and validated it by talking to women and girls about their life experiences, Epstein said in the news release. Now we're returning to solutions and how we stop this harm to black girls. Epstein co-authored the 2017 study that was titled Girlhood Interrupted. Isn't it sexist to call them girls? Isn't that misogynistic or is that out now? I don't know. I can't keep up. Uh, but it's called Girl, uh, Girlhood Interrupted, the Erasure of Black Girls' Childhoods. Uh, which surveyed more than 300 American re uh, adults regarding their perception of an adolescent innocence, maturity, and sexual knowledge based on a child's race. You shouldn't be thinking any anything about a girl that's underage and sexuality. You really shouldn't do that, okay? They're children, okay? The research found that as young as five years old, adults view black girls as less innocent and more adult-like than their white peers, I don't know how this was proven. I don't know the, the way they did the study. But I'm going to say right now, it sounds like uh, BS to me. Uh, let me see. Ultimately, adultification is a form of dehumanization, robbing black children of the very essence of what makes childhood distinct from all over other developmental periods, innocence. According to the study, adultification contributes to a false narrative that black youths' transgressions are intentional and malicious instead of the result of immature decision-making, a key characteristic of childhood. The analysis found that black girls are three times more likely to be disciplined for subjective infractions of fighting, bullying, or harassment, and disruptive behavior as opposed to white girls who commit the same offenses. Again, I don't know what the, how they did it. I don't care. Again, this is race-based BS. This is divisive. This is harmful. This doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make children's lives better. It doesn't protect children from anything. You want to protect kids from something? Protect them from leftists. And leftist idiots like the people that come up with this garbage. I'm sure most black girls would probably prefer to grow up in more peaceful neighborhoods. I think that might be a preference for them. Uh, less gangs, less violence, more violent offenders locked away. Why don't you work on that? That would solve a lot more problems for black girls than 
uh, this made up BS. If you want to read the whole thing, go to the College Fix. Uh, June 2nd of this year, Blake Morrow of Clemson University wrote it. Georgetown University, again, developing adultification bias trainings. Again, more brainwashing for everybody, everywhere, my friends. And now here's a piece I found at the American Conservative, and I just had a short comment on this. It's, it's a tough read if you read the whole thing, and let me see the author here. Uh, Declan Leary wrote it. He writes, There was a time in living memory when Senator Ted Cruz was widely perceived as the rightward edge of American politics. He was as hawkish as Genghis Khan, as laissez-faire as Ayn Rand, and as down-home Bible-thumping as Billy Graham. For a, certain, for a certain kind of Republican, Cruz was the beau ideal. He offered hope that one could reject Trump's reshaping of the GOP into a populist party without veering hard to the left in, comp in compensation, especially as that re reformation entailed its own con concessions to radical social causes. On Memorial Day, Cruz dashed the last hopes of that kind of Republican. Fired up over a piece of legislation from halfway across the world that the American Empire's rainbow lobby pegged as a threat to its advancement, the senator from Texas tweeted, This Uganda law is horrific and wrong. Any law criminalizing homosexuality or imposing the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality is grotesque and an abomination. All civilized nations should join together in condemning this human rights abuse. So again, this is a law from Uganda. But that's what Ted Cruz had to say. Now, I haven't read the law. I'm not familiar with it. But I will say, if there's a law that criminalizes homosexuality and imposes a death penalty for aggravated homosexuality, then yeah, that's evil. And that's wrong. And Ted Cruz is damn right to say it's wrong. Again, I am not familiar with the particular law. I believe the message Cruz added to hashtag uh, LGBTQ. Activism in defense of legalized sodomy is not new territory for Cruz, who last year urged the state of Texas to repeal its law on the subject, which was made unenforceable in 2003 by the Supreme Court's misjudgment in Lawrence v. Texas. Yet the outrage over strict punishment of aggravated homosexuality is a dramatic escalation, not to mention baffling and concerning, from a man long considered a champion of middle America's socially conservative Christians. Now, I don't know that Cruz came out in defense of legalized sodomy, necessarily. Frankly, I want to be honest, what my take is on it. Uh, if you're an adult, you have two adults, three adults, whatever, uh, and they're in the again, adults being the first keyword in the privacy, privacy being the second keyword in their own homes, and they are consenting, and no one's being physically harmed or mentally harmed. This isn't somebody being kidnapped and tortured and things like that. If it's between consenting adults, it ain't none of your damn business. Uh, the idiot that wrote this. Declan Leary. Looks like an idiot too. It's none of your business. You may not like it. That's your thing. Don't do it. I don't get homosexuality. I don't get how a guy looks at another guy and gets turned on. I don't get it. 
Uh, but this idea that you should be criminalizing sexual acts between consenting adults, no, I don't favor that. That's not liberty. That's too big a government. Now, the Lawrence v. Texas uh, probably overstepped the, the uh, fact that such laws are state laws and not the business of the federal government. Uh, but stepping in and saying, you know, that's private sex and you really, there are consenting adults, leave it alone. I think that's by far the best approach. I don't think Senator Cruz uh, deserves condemnation of any sort for saying that a law criminalizing homosexuality or especially imposing death penalty for committing homosexual acts is grotesque. It is an abomination. I, I don't see the disagreement there with, with Ted Cruz. And as far as activism in defense of legalized sodomy, again, if two adult people want to have oral or that other kind of sex, where they get the holes confused, sorry, I'm trying to be nice, but that's between consenting adults. It's none of your damn business. If you don't like it, none of your business. If you like it, you're none of your business. Now, if they're doing it in the front yard, front yard of a neighborhood with the spotlights going, yeah, that's probably a crime because you shouldn't do that kind of thing in public. Ever. It's not right. But there are some conservatives in the world, I call them, I call them overly social conservatives. My dad, my dad characterized it this way. People who are so t- uptight about sex, anything sexual, that they probably make their kids wear blindfolds when they're taking showers. That's how my dad described it. I kind of fall into the same camp. It's not your business. Keep your nose out of it. Uh, Let me see where we left off here. In addition to serial offenses, quote, aggravated homosexuality refers primarily to rape and other forms of sodomy perpetrated on a person unable to consent Again, that should be illegal. That's not what Cruz was defending. Including children, the elderly, and the mentally disabled. Okay, those are crimes. We all know that. What exactly is grotesque or abominable about meeting out justice for such predation? Again, the law goes beyond that. Okay, criminalizing homosexuality. The the bill from Uganda that Cruz was commenting on goes way over the line this this writer of this piece apparently doesn't know that and frankly i'm not familiar with him i am familiar with ted cruz and ted cruz is probably 10 times as smart as this clown i'm just saying and again what exactly is grotesque and abominable about meeting out justice for such predation nothing I mean, I'm a big DeSantis fan. We all know that. And DeSantis just just signed a law in Florida. Death penalty for child molesters. Good. Amen. Put them out of all of our misery. So I'm not against harsh punishment for predation. Sexual predation. I'm all for it. We should have stronger, harsher penalties, frankly. Would not any reasonable person... Uh, right wing or otherwise Christian or not think men who rape young boys deserve to go to the gallows yeah I think it'd probably be cheaper just to put a bullet in their head frankly but that's practicality a great many people it seems do not 
As conservatives and Christians piled on the crews, others spoke up to, the, to second the senator's strong condemnation of Uganda's law. Cruz's firmest support came from an unlikely ally with liberal evangelical Russell Moore pending a long defense in Christianity today. Well, again, the law is too much. It goes too far. I tend to steer clear, the author says, of Protestant disputes for the same reason I prefer Protestants stay away from Catholic ones. But Moore's objection to morality, morality laws is so ill-reasoned, so corrosive, so easily disproven by recourse to mere Christianity as to warrant a fraternal rebuke. Moore admits what God's law commands. If any one lie with a man as with a woman, both have committed an abomination. Let them be put to death, their blood be upon them. Is that, I believe it's from the Old Testament. Again, I'm not an expert. Do I think it's okay to put people to death for sodomy? Hell no. I don't think so. I don't think that's good for society. I don't think it benefits anyone. Call me libertarian. Call me whatever. But please, don't call me late for dinner. In spite of this, he insists that Uganda's law, which... Reserving the penalty of death only to the most extreme offenders is rather more temperate than, the, than that proclaimed to Moses by his maker is not just imprudent but essentially unchristian. Now we're getting into theology. See, I'm, I have been taught and I believe that I've heard this I don't know for how many times. You don't judge someone's salvation. That's God's role to judge someone else's salvation. Or their sincerity in asking Jesus to forgive them and come into their life. That's not your place. That's God's place. And I will never put myself in God's place. You may disagree with me. You may agree with whatever you like. But no, I don't think sodomy laws are good for a free country. I think they go too far. And I think that people's salvation is between them and the Lord not some guy writing for the American conservative. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. Uh, your religion is, is something you have the freedom to exercise in this country. But you can't hurt other people doing it. That's why I don't like sodomy laws. And again, they would apply, I guess, to male and females too. Do I think that should be the role of police? Across the country, no. They've got better things to do. They've got a hard enough job. I think a cop that comes around along with two people doing dirty things to each other in their car, uh, a lot of times should say, hey, get dressed and get out of here. Go home. Go get a motel room something. You can't do that in public. And at times, maybe they need to be arrested for public indecency, etc., etc., were they doing it where anyone could see? Things like that. But again, common sense here. And I don't think uh, Declan Leary is using common sense and American ideals. We are a majority Christian nation, but we are still a secular nation. I do believe. And that doesn't mean we weren't based largely on Judeo-Christian values. Of course we were. That's why we're such a great nation. Because the best values on earth are Judeo-Christian values. 
the basis of Western culture, my friends. Anyway, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Uh, sometimes I want to flap my gums too much. I don't know when to shut up. We need a shut up button. Somebody needs to do this with me and hit the shut up button every once in a while. It'll send a small electric shock. And I'll, I'll get the message. My friends, God bless you. I will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, my mom's in a nursing home. Uh, she's got all kind of medical stuff. So, I'm a little distracted, a little busy. I'm battling my own physical ailments with terrible legs. Uh, say a prayer for me. Yeah, for that guy, on that podcast guy, that guy, that gator guy. Yeah, God will know who you're talking about. He knows everything. And thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I'll be back tomorrow. And again, if you're left, you just say, right, God bless America. And go Gators. See? Three simple rules of life. Y'all be good. Take care of each other, my friends. God bless you. Bye.